Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me cover the topic, loneliness during the holidays. I discussed what many of us go through during this time of year, how many of us pretend to be happy, even though we don't always feel that way, how loneliness during the holidays affects us mentally, and ways we can change our mindset. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I'll talk about holiday stress, heartbreak, weight gain, and finding happiness till the end. I will discuss the holiday heartbreak many of us experience, why exploring yourself and staying single can be a good thing during the holidays, the touchy subject of holiday weight gain, holiday stress, and what many of us might be going through right now, and staying hopeful in times of uncertainty to the end of this crazy year. But before we get started on today's topic, or topics, plural, because we have a lot to discuss today, I packed a lot in, just like what the last month of December always feels like. Always rushed, always busy. The seasonal madness is a real thing. Though it's true that the holidays this year feels different on two occasions. Yes, large group gatherings are highly discouraged and therefore Christmas events and parties may not be happening this year, but it's also different in the sense that the holiday spirit seemed to have started way earlier this year. No complaints on my end because I've always encouraged the holiday season to start sooner than the norm. I mean, why limit Christmas decorations for one month? My logic is, start Christmas decor in November. Thanksgiving will have its moment, don't worry. But we can make the Christmas decor a part of it too. Anyway, like I said, that's my logic on an early start to the holidays. This Thanksgiving, my family and I drove our car to an Airbnb rental at the Outer Banks and had a little staycation. We brought all the food with us, Thanksgiving food, breakfast food, lunch, dinner, snacks, so we wouldn't have to go out anywhere to buy food. That was our goal. I'm not even kidding when I say 70% of the car was food alone. My mom stocked the fridge at the Airbnb with food, and I'm pretty sure the amount in there was enough to last a full week. And we were only there for four days. So our original plan was to stay put at the Airbnb and spend time together watching movies, playing games, having a Thanksgiving service, walking alongside the beach, and making good food. Well, what really happened was the Wi-Fi at the Airbnb wasn't working. And after getting in touch with the rental, they said they couldn't get anyone there in time to fix it during our entire stay. We ended up using our hotspots for two days, and after Thanksgiving, we decided to cut our trip short and just head home. Long story short, home is where the Wi-Fi is, and the massage chair that my parents bought. I've been living in that thing since I've been home here in North Carolina. So, I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving, whether it's been with one person, your family, or even virtual. I know these are unusual times, but I think 
that's all the more reason to be grateful for who and what we have in our lives currently. So I'm planning to head back to New York City, probably while you're listening to this podcast now, to spend the next couple of weeks there. My parents have been so gracious to drive me back and forth from North Carolina to New York City, and that's how I'll be traveling this entire month in order to stay as cautious as possible while traveling. I have not flown on an airplane this entire year, and I know many people have, and it's just a personal preference, and I would just rather, I would feel comfortable driving in a car, even if it takes 11 hours to get to the destination, but I will be in a car with family, and we'll be taking turns, and my family really enjoys this road trip together too, so they really just want me to be safe, and they want to also be there to help me. Going back to what I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, where I'm really enjoying this early start on the holiday season. It's honestly lifted my mood and helped me get through the tough times. So all I'm saying is, if we can keep this early start on the holiday season like this every year, I'm sure a lot of us won't feel like this time of the year is as rushed. Speaking of rushed, Does anyone ever feel like they're moving at a faster speed during the winter months? Like everything on your to-do list is doubled or tripled and the deadlines seem so much closer? I always feel this way for some reason. I don't know if it really is the fact that my workload is multiplying, but the end of the year always feels like some sort of deadline that I need to meet. Gotta finish this by the end of 2020. Gotta finish that. Maybe it is the mentality that everything you were supposed to get done needs to be completed before the year ends. I honestly think that our stress increases because there's just too much going on in December. I mean, think about it. Two holidays, Christmas shopping, New Year's Eve, where to spend the holidays, who to spend the holidays with, Uh, what you're wearing, and before COVID times, we also had holiday parties, gatherings, events, office parties. So yes, it does make sense that many of us feel overwhelmed this time of year. Holiday stress feels like such a taboo subject. We don't really hear it often. At least I don't. It feels like it's something that's brushed under the rug because... Everyone is so stressed and busy that no one even has time to think about how and why they're so stressed. I find myself going into panic mode more often than not, and even this past week, I've had stress hives three days in a row. I used to have these more often when I was working a corporate job and would have to deal with them every other night, but ever since I've started working for myself, things have kind of sort of gotten better. I still get them occasionally because, you know me, the workload never stops. If you've never had stress hives, or hives in general, it makes you want to literally scratch your arm or leg off. My entire legs were covered with red bumps, and I could not, for the life of me, stop itching. The itchiness was making it worse. The thing is, I don't usually feel stressed, but... 
My body and my mind seem to pick up on it, and then I just start to break out, which is always so odd to me. It's like I have to calm my body down because it's panicking. Meanwhile, I'm perfectly fine. I'm curious to know if anyone else has ever had stress hives and what you do to either prevent them or deal with them. After many, many instances, I've found that the best thing for me, at least, is to just stop what I'm doing and calm down. While being home, I've been working nonstop, trying to be as productive as possible. Even here in North Carolina, I've been go, 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 and there were two nights where I slept two hours each. I woke up so cranky and exhausted the next morning. I had an appointment, too, even in the early morning, and I had to go to it. And then I literally climbed right back into bed because I was so exhausted. Lesson definitely learned. I think another thing is I have so much content I want to put out in this month alone. And I think that's why a lot of us feel this holiday stress. As content creators, there's this self-induced pressure or pressure from our audience to put out your best work. Whether you're a graphic designer sharing holiday wallpaper or designs or a public figure who sells merch and, and there's a limited edition holiday line, or someone like me, a social media strategist wanting to share what I do even during the holiday season and how I can help you feel good about your social media and the content you put out. Whatever it is, the need to perform, as I like to call it, is at an all-time high. Holiday stress doesn't just come from our work, though. It also comes from our personal experiences. It also comes from our personal relationships. You know those funny quotes where people will joke about your extended family asking you about your personal life and who you're married to and when you plan to have kids, who you're dating, and if you're not dating, then why you're not dating, and if you're still single, why are you still single, and knowing other friends of friends you can be set up with. Right. Do you know how stressful that is to take in? You just want to be home for the holidays, be surrounded by good company and good food, and then the questions pop up. I know this year was much different, but honestly tell me, is it any less stressful hearing it virtually over Zoom or FaceTime? Exactly. Your extended family or family's needs to know your love life or lack thereof is stressful. It makes you feel like you have to do what everyone else is doing. Get engaged at 27, get married by 30, have kids before 35. I just don't get it. I don't understand the need to set deadlines based, based on age. Turning 25 to 26 doesn't change you. I hope most of us know by now that we grow into the person we want to be over time, not by changing the second digit of our age. I'll even say, I hardly go on Facebook anymore. There's a lot of people that I grew up with in middle school, high school, and college who share their entire lives on Facebook. So I see engagements, weddings, baby showers, bridal showers, baby names, babies, kids, change last names so I get confused who is who at this point. Anyway, my point is, 
If I was someone who was already insecure of where I am in life, that would stress me out. That would make me feel miserable because I'm not at that life stage. But let me repeat, that's right. I am not at that life stage. Do I want to be at that life stage? One day, sure. But do I need to speed that up so I can feel better about looking at other people's lives on Facebook? Absolutely not. Is it a competition to get engaged first out of your friends? Is it a competition to get married, to have your first kid before your best friend? Sometimes I wonder what's the rush for the people getting married before they are 23, maybe even at the age of 20, which I have seen. Sometimes I wonder if they would ever consider waiting three or four years to make that decision, to be so certain that that is what they truly want in the beginning of their 20s. And hey, challenge me if you want, because there are some people who truly want that. They live to get married. And that's it. That's their end goal. So I am by no means diminishing anyone's wants to get married at an early age. That's not what this is about. I just hope that everyone makes that decision because they are absolutely certain that that is what they truly want and not because of what other people want or because they want to rush their timelines. Rushing through timelines leads to my next topic. Holiday heartbreak. Sometimes when I sometimes when I heard of devastating holiday heartbreak stories, I wondered this. Are you actually heartbroken about someone or the feeling of being with someone? Going back to my previous episode on loneliness during the holidays. The holiday season does that to you. If you're single, it reminds you that you're single. I mentioned something about how we don't question our single status in November, but when December rolls around, all of a sudden we want a partner to snuggle with, ice skate with, and watch Christmas movies with. But here's where the question lies. Is this because you actually care about someone, or is it because you just want someone to do romantic things with? Is it because you just want someone to give you attention and shower you with goodies during the holidays? Is it because you want to be seen as, quote, happy with someone in all your holiday photos so people don't pity you for being single? Which, by the way, we should take away that stigma of being single as sad and lonely. There's also this thing where a lot of exes get back together during the holidays because, one, comfort. Who else knows their gifts better than your past partner? And two, intimacy. Who else knows you and your body like your last serious boyfriend or girlfriend? And three, it saves time. You don't have to swipe right on another person because you actually know this person. But there's a reason your ex is your ex. And I think during the holiday season, it's hard to really and truly know if you're wanting to get back together with your ex because you want to make it work long term or if it's just a short term satisfaction. And if it is your ex that left you heartbroken, then why would you go back to the person who hurt you? If that's the case, I'd rather choose to be single than go back to the person who broke me. There's so many excuses girls or guys throw around, but those are just excuses. It's as simple as that. 
Being single can be a good thing during the holidays, and here's why. For starters, you're saving money. I know that's a bad first point, but it's true. As a single girl throughout basically all my life, I've never had to spend money and time on others who just weren't worth my time. Time is money, so I feel great knowing that every second I spent working on my brand wasn't wasted on a guy who wasn't going to be long-term with me. Another reason why I encourage people to have a season of singleness before they get into a relationship is because you have the time to figure yourself out. What you want, who you are, what you stand for, what you like and don't like, what you will and won't tolerate, and so much more. I think it's key to be confident in who you are too. You can't expect to be mentally weak and then find someone who is mentally strong and have them just guide you through and help you out of it. You help yourself out of it and then find someone to equally match you. That's how it works. I think far too many people venture into relationships thinking it'll solve their problems. If they find someone who can help them with this or take this load off their plate, I guarantee that isn't going to be a long-term thing. You can't seek relationships in hopes to satisfy areas that you need help with. Just like many of us rush to get back into relationships because of the holidays, a lot of people can rush back to previous heartbreaks because they may believe it's better to be unhappy and together than being single and alone on the holidays. I think it's important to have that season of singleness, even if it's during the holidays, because it forces you to truly understand yourself. We tend to put off spending time to get to know ourselves, and I hope this year in quarantine really and truly taught us that. We're so invested in building relationships with others that we forget the most important relationship to have is the relationship with yourself. So maybe the season of singleness, this holiday season, is pushing you to get to know yourself more. To take that time to really invest in yourself and figure out the goals you want to achieve without any distractions, if you've been putting it off for this long. It's time to explore an uncomfortable feeling and look past the judgments of he or she is single and alone. It must be sad. Pity looks from people because they don't know the truth you do. You don't have to prove to anyone how happy you are being single or being in a relationship. That comes naturally. If you have to show others you're happy, my question for you is, are you really happy? Because the happiness that is displayed on social media with relationships during the holidays may not always be what you think. If you're getting FOMO with relationships right now on your feed, scrolling, and wondering when you'll be able to have a partner to enjoy the holidays with, stop scrolling. I feel the need to repeat this often because we really let social media get the best of us. I'm guilty of it too. But the minute I start to feel any sort of FOMO or negativity towards someone on Instagram, I immediately exit out of the app. I know how much it'll affect me if I keep digging. I know my mind will be distracted from it. I'll start to feel a certain way. I already know what seeing that kind of content does to me, so I cut it off the minute I sense it. 
My theory, out of sight, out of mind. But there is one thing that you can't always think out of sight, out of mind with. And that is holiday weight gain. I'm not saying all of us will gain weight this season, but I know some of us may have gained weight this season. Some of us may not only be feeling bitter about what's going on in the world, but also feeling even more bitter because of how we feel about ourselves, our bodies, our appearances. I know far too many times when the way I felt about my body has dictated my mood and the way I talk to myself the rest of the day, or the way I talk to other people, which is even worse. The minute I feel uncomfortable in my own skin, everything affects me, and I hate it so much. I hate how much my weight or appearance can affect my mind and my mood. I've had my fair share of fears of nights dreading the month of November because of Thanksgiving. I've gone through hell with trying to be secretive about eating, and it has consumed so much of me that it is exhausting. I'm so exhausted and tired that I cannot even celebrate the true meaning behind Thanksgiving. But every year, I know that I've gotten better. I don't fear the things I put into my body because I know it's fuel. I know that there needs to be balance as I continue to exercise daily. I have the energy to work out now versus pushing myself on the brink of passing out and wondering if this time it actually happened during this workout. I say this from experience, but focusing so much on what we eat and drink really takes away from the true meaning of the holiday season. It's mentally and physically draining to focus on your body size or how much you consume or how much you weigh. If anyone is going through this and even thinking about this right now, please know that you're not alone and it does get better. You can overcome this mindset and you will relapse every now and then. But each time you do, you'll remember why it is important to change this thinking. And if you did gain weight, just know that you have the power to change that. You can work for what you want. You set the routines, you set the meal plans, you prioritize working out, and in time, you'll be happy that you're taking care of your body instead of harming it. I've had a very sensitive stomach for almost a decade now. By now, I know what foods will hurt my stomach and which ones won't. I'm also lactose intolerant, and I've stayed away from dairy, even during Thanksgiving. I offered to try alternatives even with my family. For example, we ate dairy-free pizza the other day, and even though the cheese was plant-based, my brother said he couldn't tell the difference. I love giving my family dairy-free recommendations. We even have two bottles of oat milk in our fridge, and if I hadn't had recommended it to my family, it wouldn't have been there. Because I know the right foods are good for you. I encourage my family to also try it too. It's all about finding that happiness and holding on to it. At least, that's what we've all been doing for the most part, right? That hope that's gotten us out of dark places, that hope that strengthens us and reminds us we're all in this together. 
Even through this pandemic and the uncertainty of what's to come in the future, we can continue moving forward knowing that we persevered to find and stick with happiness till the end. This year has been a tragedy for so many things, but we made it, right? Staying positive in times of tragedy and uncertainty isn't easy, but we owe it to ourselves to learn how to operate in times like these. I'll always say that we learn who we are in times that are most challenging. And this year was all of that and more. I won't say I'd like a repeat of this year, but I am so grateful for it. I'll cover a more in-depth episode at the end of the year, talking about a year in review and overall thoughts of 2020 and what's to come moving forward for my career, this podcast, and more. But for today's discussion, the holiday stress, heartbreak, weight gain, and just staying hopeful in an uncertain year, what are the things you related most to? What are the things that are consuming your mind right now? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can either send me a DM on Instagram at bygracely or an email at grace at gracefullymade.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the new season called Mental Health Series. This series will consist of episodes discussing mental health in our jobs, personal life, social life, and bringing light to taboo subjects that many of us shy away from. Thanks for tuning in.